welcome another episode of Technical Explanation Show. And today we have Wayne Mayer from Wisconsin. How are you doing, Wayne? I'm doing great. I'm doing great tonight. Thanks for asking. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's cool because when we first connected, I, I learned that, you know, we we're not living too far apart for a little while there. I was in Wisconsin for a little bit. But uh, in that, it's a small a, world. Right? It's a small world. And, and I, I'm not a native cheesehead. I'm, I'm originally from Pennsylvania and I was transferred out here about 20 years ago. And I just thought I'd be here for a few years. Fast forward 20 years, I'm still here. Uh, and I, my understanding is you can't be a true Packers fan unless you are a true native cheesehead. So uh, as much as I'm rooting for the Packers, I can't can't claim to be a, a, a true fan because I'm not originally from here. Yeah, that's what they told me too when I was there. Uh, but, you know, I was I was a single guy then, so I had to at least fake like I was a Packers fan, right? Because right? you, you'll be forever single living in Wisconsin now. <laughs> no kidding. No kidding. <laughs> but uh, so from PA, what brought you to Wisconsin? Uh, I'm in sales and marketing, so I've been, I've been transferred all over this country. Uh, for bigger bigger jobs uh, uh, and that's kind of the nature of the beast you start in one area and to grow you need to be transferred to, to larger markets so yeah I was transferred here 20 years ago from Minneapolis before this okay so they worked you <laughs> into the cold weather and then just oh yes <laughs> yes yes indeed yes indeed uh, all over the country and uh, landed here like I said 20 years ago raised a family here and it's been a great place to live and, and raise a family yeah, for it, sure. Wisconsin's fantastic. I love, I love the pace of life and the people are just life's a little yep. bit slower there. Um, and it's just, it's, it was cool. It's cool. It's like the true Midwest, right? Yes, I, I, absolutely. 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 Well said. Well yeah. Said. People in Ohio, cause I'm in Ohio, we think we're Midwest, but some think they're East coast. So they're just conflicted. So we don't know what we are. Right. So it's <laughs> just like, there's a void. Yes. A, a chasm really. Right. I mean, well, and I think of Eastern Ohio, Northeastern Ohio as Western Pennsylvania. So uh, yeah, you are kind of in the Northeast part of this. Uh, I consider it, but absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, that little hotbed of wrestling there, like the Northeast Ohio, and then just the whole state of Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania uh, yes. So, uh, state. so tell us about, uh, you know, yeah, obviously Pennsylvania is one of the greatest. Yes. Um, but so what are your like earliest experiences with wrestling? Well, I'm going to start way back. I was in the fourth grade on the playground and a fifth grader beat me up. And I said, that'll never happen again. So I went into sixth grade and went out for the wrestling team. And there wasn't much of a wrestling team in middle school back in the day. It was pretty much a club sport at the time. Came home and told my mom and dad I was going to, I was wrestling. And they looked at me like, what are you kidding me? Because there was never wrestling in my, nobody in my family ever wrestled. So at a, at a young age, well, at the time it was a young age, you couldn't wrestle before middle school back, back then. And uh, it turned out I actually had some, uh, I was, wasn't too bad at it. And I also have a twin brother. So I would, and he was, although he was my twin, he was a year behind me in school. So the point is, is that sixth grade, I was wrestling. He couldn't wrestle yet. So I'd come home and practice all the moves on him uh, on the dining room floor because we had no dining room table. And then my brother started wrestling and we wrestled through uh, middle school, junior high, high school. Uh, my brother was a phenomenal wrestler, got a full D1 scholarship to Drexel University oh, sweet. in Philadelphia. So uh, he was about 20 pounds lighter than I. So although he went the D1 route, I can, st I can still claim I could beat him, but I had 20 pounds on him. Uh, and I went the D3 route, a small school in central Pennsylvania. What school? Lebanon Valley College. Okay. Very, very small. Uh, but look, people should know the Lebanon Valley. That's a good. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Her by Hershey, Pennsylvania. Yep. It was interesting because. I went the D3 route. I, I, my brother went the D1 route. 
and uh, big, big differences, uh, certainly in the comp in the comp at the competitive level. But he went D1. Looking back on it, he wished he'd never done it because he wasn't a strong student, but he's a phenomenal wrestler. Coach Oning told him what weight he needed to wrestle. He was wrestling very, very light, probably two weight classes lower than what he was comfortable at. Uh, so bottom line is he never finished. He, he wound up leaving school after two years. Uh, and had he maybe gone the D3 route where you wrestle because you want to wrestle and you really, you love it because there's nothing in it for you at, at D3 level, even at division one, you're not going to go pro with it. You have to truly love the sport to wrestle at the D3 level. Uh, no, there's no money involved. It's because you want to do it. Yeah. And we've had a guest on difference. before that had that same exact perspective on it too. The wrestle that, you know, both D1 and then found that D3, D2, D3 was a better fit for him. Um, yes. So it's not the first time I've heard that. Probably won't be the last one, right? It's a, it, it takes a special, it takes a special person to even wrestle at all and try to juggle schoolwork. But the D one level is just, you know what I mean? It's every day it, in that room is it's it's war. Intense. It's work. It's yeah. work. Yeah. It's work. So, uh, yeah. So again, wrestled through college and then uh, started my career. And then I had a family, had two sons and. As soon as they were old enough to start wrestling, got them in, involved in the youth wrestling program here in Wisconsin. Uh, I started helping out coaching in the youth program. Uh, once they got to junior high and high school, I was was a fan. And through and then through high school, they finished high school. And next, you know, I found myself sitting around on a Saturday afternoon thinking, what am I going to do? Uh, why don't I become an official? I've seen those officials on the mat. I've always thought, man, I think I could do that. Uh, it just so happened. And bear with me here, it just so happened that my daughter, I have two boys and a daughter, three kids, just so happened my daughter was a nanny for a couple of girls, and she came home when I said, hey, here's a picture of the guy I'm working for, this is the family, she shows me a picture of this guy, and he has a, uh, uh, an official's shirt on, I said, what's his name, well, his name's Jeff, so I called Jeff, say, Jeff, how do I get involved in wrestling, or in officiating, and he, he brought me into the uh, officiating community here in Wisconsin, was a tremendous mentor. He, he taught me out of the gate all the right things, get involved with the local association, drive to Green Bay to attend the clinic. Uh, and just was wonderful in mentoring me in that first couple of years. And I, I give him all the credit with, with getting me involved and starting me on the right foot. Uh, give a shout out to your association. What's the name of your association? It's the Milwaukee Officials Association. Okay, awesome. Uh, wonderful bunch of guys. Just terrific bunch. I've never been around a bunch of guys that were so willing to to mentor, help, guide, support, encourage. It, it's just been a wonderful experience. It's just been a wonderful experience, and, and still, uh, still being mentored and coached and guided. Uh, and it's it's terrific. It's terrific. In, I, in that area of the state too, the Milwaukee area, because of the influence. Well, this is just my opinion. Like over the little more than five years. That area of the state's got really tough with all the kids that are training at the Askren Wrestling Academy. That is, you're exactly and, correct. I mean, so you got what, Kakaison, who trained there, who's out at Northern Illinois, I believe. I'll all, take your word for it. Uh, uh, yeah, All-American. Okay. Um, there's a kid, uh, Marshall Cools uh, from Nina. Uh, the Nina Rock is pretty perennial uh, program. He trained there. He's got a, he's on scholarship out at Stanford. I mean, kids are coming out of there like nuts. And then you, as soon as, uh, you know, Bono got in there. Um, so that, that area really is, it's a hotbed where you're at. Yes. Yes. And uh, it, 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 it's, it's a hotbed and the participation level of kids 
uh, could be better, but I think we might be better. My perception is the participation from wrestlers is a little stronger here, maybe than some other states. And, and again, that's just my perception. Do you think that it's kind of went to, like in Ohio, numbers are down at from youth, junior high and high school ever since COVID happened? Um, so I, I wonder if that played a that's playing a role at all because well, well, uh, I'm, I'm pre pre COVID yes oh pre, okay yeah pre COVID yeah COVID's a whole nother issue yeah COVID's a whole nother issue how uh, how have you guys been weathering that storm did, did you have a, a semi normal season last year or was it limited spectators or uh, exactly it was we we were just blessed we had a season. And yes, in some venues, spectators weren't allowed. Certainly, we were officiating with masks and, and following all sorts of protocols. But uh, no spectators in the stands uh, for the state tournament. Uh, and during the season, if there were spectators, they had to wear a mask and you're only allowed maybe a parent and one other person. It really varied from school district to school district, mm -hmm. what the protocols were. How's, how's the season we, this year? Uh, it's certainly better than last year. Uh, as you know, with this, with this latest outbreak, uh, People, people we're, 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 we had a meeting just what last Monday night talking about, hey, let's let's make sure we stay healthy. Let's make sure that we're able to hold states that we have enough healthy officials to put this on. So be careful. Uh, certainly don't show up. You're showing any symptoms because we don't want obviously you sick and we don't want to uh, spread it to anybody else as well. So we're getting through it. We're having we have stands full. Uh, but again, we're, we're walking on eggshells right now since this outbreak. Yeah, no I think, doubt about it. I think everyone is. And, and the one thing you know, from a coaching perspective, I get to coach junior high, you kind of try to tell the kids like, hey, every day you got to have this mentality that we get to practice today or we get to compete because you just don't know it, it, from day to day, you know, really. Um, and that's actually I get to something I learned from a guy in Fond du Lac, Wisconsin. Uh, he's the superintendent there. His name's Aaron Sadoff. And he taught me that get to not have to like it's different. And it, you know, it's a really a good when you change those words in your head, it's a really good way to, you know, be oh, what do you got? You got get to getting it, get to getting to it. I have it there right down go. in front of me. So I see it every day. <laughs> so yep. I, I buy into that uh, mentality. I'll well, get getting to it i mean yep. you're absolutely correct not that i have to do it you're yeah exactly. i couldn't agree anymore so you get to officiate and you have been doing it five years now then correct? i'm in my fifth season and i'm, I'm really going to say four and a half because last year was really a half season i wasn't on the mat a whole lot last year just blessed to be on there a few times i was so i'm in my fifth season uh, on paper and uh still working my way through the ranks uh learning every day and, and uh, it's just when I think I've, I've learned something, right? you never know it all. You'll, I will never know it all. As frustrating as that is, uh, I'll never know it all. And uh, always, I, when I walk on the mat, I still get butterflies. And these senior guys say, if, if you don't have butterflies, Lane, you're not, you're, not, you're not doing it. You're not doing it properly. So yeah, I, I walk on the mat just like I was walking out when I was wrestling. I got butterflies because I want to make sure I get all the calls right. Uh, I want to make sure I'm doing the right thing. Uh, re rehashing in my mind on the way to the mat, on wherever I'm going. What what did I do wrong last week? Let's not do it wrong this this week. So, uh, but that's all good stuff. That's what so, keeps me coming back. Yeah, I I, I hear you too. I mean, uh, I don't necessarily have the whistle too often, but you, you know, you're coaching like the national anthem plays and it's go time. You're, you know, you can feel your hands over your heart, and I can yeah. feel my heart. You know, and sometimes right. I'm like, I, I think I'm ready, more ready to go than my kids. But it's, you know, it's 
but that's how I know I'm in the right place, <laughs> you know, because yes. it's like, yeah, right. You can't, you can't get that natural uh, adrenaline rush, you know, and just anywhere and, and, and get to do what you love to do and help help kids. So that's awesome to hear that you still get, you know, get those butterflies and stuff. Absolutely. Absolutely. Says Absolutely. a lot about why you're doing what you're doing, which is one of the reasons that we have this show is hopefully the people that watch get to see, hey, we're humans, right, too, um, and, and learn a little bit about us. So with that in mind, you know, being a wrestler, wrestling in college, which I think like 1% of wrestlers do um, on average. So you've experienced a lot of wrestling, then you took time off and you came back to the sport. Can you talk us through like, did everything come back like really quickly or was it like a slow process or, you know, what, there's some moves that I wasn't aware of when I came back. And so there was some re-education on some of the, some of the moves that were being taught in today's wrestling world. Uh, but other than that, it's, it's like riding a bicycle. It's like riding a bicycle. Uh, every, again, the season starts, you're on the mat for the first time again. Man, did I remember how to do that? Get on the mat. Guess what? The mechanics are coming back. They're coming back. So uh, once I under, got myself up to speed on what some of the moves, how they have changed, how some of the rules have changed, it's like riding a bicycle, no doubt about it. And, and, and <laughs> there's nothing like a half Nelson. I don't care whatever level you're at. There's nothing like a half Nelson and a double leg takedown. So those fundamentals carry through today like they carried through, I hate to say it, 40 years ago. Uh, they do. Basics, they, fundamentals. Uh, they do. I mean, uh, Logan Stever comes to mind. When he, he would wrestle, he was going to hit a high crotch on you and then go arm bar and you're going to get beat <laughs> bad. And that, I mean, and he did that for four years, won four national titles doing it. So uh, yeah, you can, you can do a lot of things with fundamentals. Um, Absolutely. So uh, tell us about how the class, like taking the class, how the process was for you. Was it in person? Was it like, I mean, tell me how, how does yeah, someone in get, Wisconsin? Yeah. yeah how does someone I, become an official? All, yeah. And I only know Wisconsin, so I have no idea how these other States work. But uh, obviously, there's a uh, WIA website, Wisconsin Interscholastic Athletic, whatever it is. So there's a website there. You go on the website, uh, you fill out a form, you get a background check, pay 50 bucks, and you have to take a test. That's all it takes to become an official in this state. Now, had I not had a mentor, he, he's the one that said, hey, print the test out, open up the book, and take the test. And oh, by the way, as we drive to Green Bay to go to the clinic, we're going to go over that test. Because there'll be a car, and there'll be a car full of, of officials in that car, and on the way up, the four or five of us are going to go question by question and answer them. So make sure you have that test completed uh, before we go to Green Bay. So uh, you take you, you, we reviewed the test as a group, and then you go online and actually take the test. So it's an open book test. You take the yep. test, and then you go online and you take the test, and they score you. Uh, there are a couple of videos that you need to watch an assistant referee. I forget what the, there are a couple other videos that you need to watch. And after that you hit enter and next thing you know, you get your card. So that's really all you need to do to become an official. And there I, I've come across some officials who didn't have the mentoring that I did. And there's, there's a difference there. There's a big difference and you don't have to have a minimum score. I don't think on that test. Uh, but it's a pretty simple process. Again, I was blessed. I had some men, some people around me that helped me uh, take the test. Uh, and then I didn't know this. I, it, Wayne, signed up for become part of the association. 
you go to association meeting and then they go over the test. Yep. So there's no reason not to score a hundred on this test. Uh, but it's, 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 it's pretty simple. It's pretty simple. Uh, so you didn't have, it, there was no like classes or anything nope. you had to take. Okay. So that, that is a little different. Like, and I could totally see if you didn't have a mentor that like didn't tell you, Hey, go to the association. Like, cause if you're, you're brand new to it, especially you moved to a new state, how would you know? Like, Exactly. How many, how many people really know that officials belong to different associations and they're geographically located? Like, you know what I mean? Right. Exactly. Um, so I could see, exactly. I can see how that model would make it easier to become an official, a lot less red tape. Um, but I could also see like, if you weren't fortunate enough to have someone kind of guide you along the process, it could, you know, it's, it could be like buying a house without knowing what you're doing. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Plugging into that, plugging into that association was 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 crucial, and also by plugging into the association, uh, the, the the gentleman who leads that association, when schools or school districts need officials, they go right to him, and then he pushes out. Hey, he assigns, they're looking, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. Well, not even assigns. You oh. just push it out, and then you uh, there's there there's a need at whatever school district. Yep. Uh, and then you're in contact with the AD at that school district and they send you a contract. I'm so. very familiar with that because I get those weekly too here in Ohio. So yeah, okay. yeah it's very effective. Yeah, um, and, and as, a, as a new guy, I, I didn't know how to tap into the network. So this helped me tap into that network. Uh, so again, just, just, just very, very beneficial. Now that after my fifth season, I'm, I'm tapped into that network. This is the first season where I've got all the work I want. I, I first couple of seasons I was I would take any to get my hands on uh now to the point where hey you know I can pick and choose which is great which, which is one of the best parts of being an official right now I don't think people understand that great point great yeah. but it takes a while to get there it does you got to put in your time right pay your dues yeah but I don't know of too many other uh for higher positions where you could be like eh, I don't want that work <laughs> you know I, yeah, no thanks <laughs> thanks but no you know what I mean um, so it's a nice feature to have. You can't do that with your uh, nine to five. No, 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 <laughs> no kidding. No kidding. So, so yeah. So it sounds like there's no formal like mentor, like process or anything that exists there. What do you think about that idea? Cause some States really have that like, like in place and it's pretty formal and it's like, you will follow, someone will follow you around. You're following around and like an experienced official for your first year. Like you're with them the entire time. I think that's wonderful. Uh, certainly, that would be wonderful. Because uh, again, I can see some of these guys with a couple of years who haven't been blessed with my experience. You can tell that they haven't. They're, 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 they, they haven't had the guidance or the direction. And, and it shows. It absolutely shows. Is that? And, is, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, well, and, and as one ref told me, really, he took me to a, to a JV tournament. Uh, he said, uh, I ref took me to this Dave. It was the first time I was on the mat. And I, I'm like, Hey, thank you. You don't need to be doing this. Thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate this. Uh, he said, look, now it's up to you to pay it forward. So that, again, that's the beauty part of it. Now let's, now it's up to me to pay it forward to these young, younger guys or newer guys. Not that I'm any senior official, but I have a few more years under my belt than some of these guys with one or two years under it. So try and pay it forward. Yeah. And well, you have a unique experience too, though. You've competed at a level that 99% of wrestlers don't get to. So um, don't discount that. Um, let's talk a little bit about the state of officials in Wisconsin. Are your numbers down or? Numbers are down. Yes. Numbers are down. They were down prior to COVID. 
COVID hit, they're down even further. Yes. What's does the state have any initiatives? Are you guys doing anything differently or have any plans on like how are you trying to proactively get new officials? All I see is whenever uh, we're at our, our, at our association meetings, uh, whenever we're at our clinic in Green Bay once a year, we all come together. You hear from the uh, from the folks at WIA. Please encourage young guys to become officials. <laughs> hey, and by the way, th th there, there's no fee. They can become at no charge. Coaches uh, encourage your your high schoolers to become officials. Uh, we have a we do have a program to help the uh, people kids in high school officiate. So that that's the initiative. All right. Ordinate. So. So what I heard is I need to get this in front of the WIAA and, yes. they, and I'm putting it out there, contact me, I'll do whatever I can to help because I think sharing this sort of stuff can help, it can't hurt. Um, but yeah, we gotta, we gotta get proactive. There's a lot of uh, wrestlers that, you know, the day after sectionals, uh, they're probably never gonna wrestle again, right? And that might not sit well with them, you know, but it doesn't have to be that way. You might not be able to wrestle, but you could still be around your buddies. Um, Correct. And the coolest, this is, this is cool. I think, if, and again, I'm, I'm biased here, but this weekend, so I'm coaching and uh, we got a small team. So I'm sitting down and the guy next to me is looking pretty familiar. I'm like, where do I know this face? Cause I'm bad with names. Where do I know this face? And then I hear a kid get called to the mat and he's from the school. Well, I thought who I knew who this kid was, was the same last name. It was a kid that I wrestled 20 something years ago no in, in high school. So I said, Hey, are you so-and-so? And he's like, yeah, are you? And we just picked up the conversation like that, you know, and I started talking about officiating. I was like, why don't you officiate? He's like, never thought of it. Like, it's so simple actually, you know, but wrestlers can have those conversations with other wrestlers. You can get rid, you can get past so much stuff because you have a shared experience. You talk the same language, you've been through like a lived in experience, but it's, it's a family, right? So I guess what I'm trying to say is you can hang around those dudes, you know, and get paid and watch the future of wrestling. I mean, don't get much better than that, in my opinion. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. So that was my cool story from uh, from the weekend. I thought it was pretty cool, you know, <laughs> that we both recognize each other. And, uh, you know, he was cool about it because he beat me too. So I'm glad he didn't write down my thing. Yeah, so, yeah. Wow. <laughs> so, well, it was fun. It was interesting because the, the way we got connected was through, uh, uh, an official in Ohio who I wrestled with in college and we were friends on Facebook for a number of years and through that connection just through Facebook I saw that he was a wrestling official and uh, five years ago and I got it hey Jeff I, my first year officiating so we shared some things just through Facebook never called never talked and over the years I've gotten to know him more and more and more and of course that's that's how you and I connected I, hey, I know this guy in Wisconsin. It's so amazing though. Like I, I, I'm not one to like vouch for many people. Like if someone's saying, Hey, I'm looking for work. You got a buddy or something. I'm not one to be like, yeah, Hey buddy, take this job. Right. But uh, it's like with wrestling, you're like, Oh yeah, this guy's a good dude. He's a wrestler. You know what I mean? And yeah, bro, he, yeah. he's like, Hey, go talk to this random guy in Ohio, like through Facebook. Right. That's weird. Right. I mean, it, it really is. But then we talk, we really have all this stuff in common. And I think that's the part that a lot of people miss out on, you know, or don't take into account of how beneficial officiating is, is staying involved and giving back. Um, because if we don't give back, you know, our sports in jeopardy. Yes. Um, I had a, yeah. you know, a conversation and it's, it's a, you know, just about the level of officiating, the quality of officiating ultimately determines the level of competition. And 
you want your you, no state wants to get worse right so it's so important that we have these quality officials that are doing this and that coaches and, and inspectors need to understand we are all in this together and we might be part of the problem here pushing this away which we want our kids to have a good experience but our actions are kind of uh counteracting that does that make sense yeah absolutely 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 so uh what events this year do you have coming up that you're looking you know most forward to what are some of the things like on your list that you're just excited about um coming up I, i've got a couple tournaments coming up and uh that's where i focus my efforts only because i my job i travel for work and it's difficult for me to do uh, any sort of events during the week, I'll maybe get one a season, two a season. So I'm about getting on the mat every Saturday at some kind of tournament, JV tournament, regional tournament, uh, youth tournament, wherever I can get on the mat. Because just like wrestling, when you're a wrestler, it's about mat time. It's yeah, mat. especially at the beginning of the year, got to rock, uh, knock off that ring or that mat rust, right? Yes, yes. And, and again, early in my career, my first year, one, one of the older guys said, hey, just Go, go to your local uh, high school and see if you can officiate the wrestle loss for the local high school. And it just so happened that the head wrestling coach attends my church. So I see him at church. Hey, Ryan, I'm new. I'm coming official. Do you mind if I come on in and do your wrestle offs? And he never thought about it. And he really? thought, what a, what a great way. What a great way to give his kids and i said I, i'm just gonna come in church and he said no, i want you to come full gear full gear just like it's a match because i want these kids to get that experience with an, with an official official there uh officiating these wrestle offs so that was four years ago now it's an event now he <laughs> live streams it it's on a saturday full mat parents are invited and uh it's 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 an event now and i, that, I give him a lot of credit that's awesome and and honestly that is like super important uh in our in our area like we never want to do wrestle offs because if you're a coach and you officiate you leave it open to well you made this call or whatever um so when you bring in an official there it takes a lot of that away from it um but never thought about making an event like that that's that's yeah. and, and the, the other thing though too is that's another great opera and that, that's i'm so glad you said that like why wouldn't you then reach out to your, the local association and say how many new officials do you have and make them the ones that do the wrestle-offs to give them some of that time. Because in Ohio, they start you off at Biddy, right? Which we had, before we got on here, we got we had a little conversation about how difficult it is to officiate Biddy wrestling or youth wrestling, even if you've been official your whole life, right? So now they can't get official competition with varsity, but they could be officiating a wrestle-off with varsity competitors and get the feel for the mechanics and things that they wouldn't be able to get for a year or two until they get their class one. Right. That's, that's interesting. That's, that's something right there. Interesting. I think, I think we've, that, there's some, there's some we can work, work with there. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, I learned well, my I thing guy, today. I was, when I was talking to a guy. Isn't it? Hey, Wayne. Hey, Jimmy, what's going on? He said, Wayne, I saw you, saw you fish ate the wrestle loss. I said, what do you mean? He said, yeah, I was, I watched it live streamed. I said, okay. So well, that, there you I go. Thought, Oh, brilliant idea. Brilliant All right. Idea. Well, good. I'm going to, uh, there's something there for sure. Yes. Okay. So, uh, you know, if you, if you had a room full of uh, potential officials, uh, people that have wrestled in the past or just love wrestling, 
what would your elevator sales pitch? You're in sales marketing. Yeah. What would your what would your sales and marketing pitch be? No My pressure. pitch would be different depending on the audience. Again, sales 101, marketing one. Who's your audience? Young, young guys, and I have a, my sons, perfect candidates, wrestled both. They're 27 and 25. Hey, guys, here's a great way to earn some money. You know, here's what I walk away with for a day's work on a Saturday versus sitting around and doing nothing. Here's something you could do to earn some money, stay active, and stay engaged. So for the younger guys, that, that's the pitch. It's about making a little extra money, staying engaged. For guys my age, hey, fellas, you're looking for a way to stay active, stay physically fit, to keep mentally sharp, to be challenged. It's a great, great thing. And oh, by the way, you'll pick up a few hundred bucks and pay for whatever hobby you've got on the side. Uh, so those are my two elevator pitches. And, and for me, it was about staying active, getting back engaged, uh, keeping sharp, looking forward to something. And oh, by the way, I walk away with a few hundred bucks. That's great. It's not about the money for me, yeah. at yeah. least for me. There's some other officials that this is, it's, it is about the money. And uh, uh, it, it, so, okay, great. For me, it isn't. Yeah, it isn't. I mean, there's no right, right or, well, there is a right or wrong way to look at it for sure. We're not going to get into that. But I mean, hey, whatever your motivation is, as long as you're, you know, doing things the way that they need to be done, right? Um, yes. It helps. So again, know your audience, know who you're speaking to, what motivates them, you know, how you're going to get them to buy, right? Uh, good stuff. Good stuff. So what, so far, you know, what's been one of your most memorable matches or experiences since, uh, you know, becoming an official or, you know, what's something that you, you'll, you'll always remember? Uh, it was, I'll, I'll never forget. It was my third year. I went to my first regional and I'm officiating the regional final, which is its regional sectional state. So it's the first tournament for the state series, but obviously huge implications and my heart's pounding. These guys, and, and we were using an, an, uh, an assistant referee, two very, I was with a crew of very senior officials. I was the least experienced and uh, doing that final match, first and second place, hearts in my throat, coaches yelling at me. These guys are in a scramble, trying to watch the scramble. Who's on top, who's on bottom, who's going what? And I walked away thinking I, I made all the right calls. I did it. I did. I made the right calls. And my colleague said, Wayne, great job. Good job. So that was very rewarding, but I'll never forget it. I will never forget it. Never forget it. Are you doing another regional this year? Not this year, only because I had a conflict, but certainly okay. we'll, we'll be getting back into it. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. So how, you know, on, on average, like how many years before you get look, start getting looked at it for sectionals or how is that determined? Is it, is there a process? Yeah. Or? Uh, there, there's, there is a process and uh, I, I'm a long way away from that. Uh, the coaches rank you one to six. Okay. Evaluations. Evaluations. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. And, uh, and, and we, we were on it. We had our MOA meeting uh, association meeting Monday night and they announced the officials who will be officiating at the state this year. And there was only one official, two officials from our region that'll be officiating uh, at state level. So it's very competitive. Yeah. It's very competitive. Is that a goal of yours? Uh, yes. Yeah. Well, not, not long-term goal. Yes. 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 Goal. I mean, yeah, I'm not saying yeah. I'm saying, is that, is that kind of like what you, at the end of the day, yes. what you want to get out of this coming back to become an official? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. 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 Sweet. Now it's just, again, it's, 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 again, step at a time. Step yeah. At a time. So, you know, you, what's that? Yeah. It's, you know, step at a time. Mechanics, yeah. make great calls. Uh, how do you handle coaches? 
how to handle parents. Uh, because what, what, I've, what I've learned is my profession, with my profession, I need people skills. And certainly to be an official, you need a certain level of people skills. And for me, that has paid dividends. I'll tell uh, getting you what, it. you're not the only one that notices that. So when you talk to tournament directors, I get to work with this organization called the Ohio Athletic Committee. Um, and so when they look at officials too, they look at how are they, how do they handle objections, you know, and how do, how are their interpersonal skills and stuff too, right? Because that leads to yep. the quality of a tournament, leads to the experience of the uh, wrestlers, the coaches and all of those things. And generally what I found, and I have this conversation more times than not with people about like, if you're a teacher, if you're in sales, um, if you're a police officer or ex-military or something like that, you know how to speak and work with people and, and get, get stuff done. And you can almost tell like by how they, when they're called to the table, it, you can't hear it, but you can just see how the conversation goes. You'd be like, yeah, I bet you they do something with people. Whereas you can, the other people, sometimes you can be like, hmm. You know, you know what I mean? Just by oh, absolutely. body nature absolutely. or body language. Absolutely. And, and some, sometimes I see how I've witnessed how some officials, how they interact and I'm cringing. <laughs> Man, come on. And and I there's been some guys who have been very disappointed in, in their ratings. And I think part of that is driven by your people skills. You can be great mechanics. You can make the right call. But man, part of it is how you interact. Yeah. Uh, and that's that that for me, I found and the other thing I'm absolutely convinced. It's being humble. It's being humble. Yeah, you, you are the you are the official. But it, it you need to be humble. You, you need to be humble in your approach. Humble, but you still are the official. And there's a you got to understand that you got to understand. You can't be the I'm here. I'm charged. But, you know, I'm it. Yeah, you are. But. You got to approach it from in a you have to come across as humble and genuine again well, back to skills you're absolutely right sometimes and we know this from psychological studies for decades right sometimes you get a little bit of power and some people you know can it can go to their head let's just put it that way right so i think what what i'm hearing you say and i don't want to put words in your mouth is look you are the you're the person that makes the call at the end of the day but you need to make the right call and you need to make it for the right reasons, not just to prove a point or that that you're right. the man. Um, and, and that goes a long way. I mean, there are certainly folks that are uh, very good with people skills and some that could use some improvement, right? But I think like addressing that would help officials as a whole so much, right? Because it's just that whole, that one, I don't want to call those people rotten apples, but you know, that one perception of a rotten apple could lead to a perception of all officials, right? especially absolutely correct especially if you're having let's say a group of officials that maybe aren't the best uh at interacting in a certain way and they're in your region and you have them every week right you could start thinking oh my gosh like everyone has to be this way right so it's in all of our best interests if we could all i almost feel like like in ohio you have to take a class okay but it's all rules you go through each mm -hmm. day you know I almost feel like there should be like a conflict resolution class or like de-escalation. You know what I mean? Something like that. Correct. You're, you're, you're spot on. Yeah. Because of my profession, I understand this humility, genuine, being genuine. Uh, uh, I, I, that's what I do for a living. So for me, it's second nature because of the nature of what I do for a living. But if it's that, if it weren't for my living, how do people learn that? To your point, if they're not taught, 
yeah, it's, it's about experience. It's just like wrestling though. Right. I mean, wrestling is so weird. Um, and this year it's helped me learn it so much because we have four kids that I think the, the most experienced one of them has is one and a half years. All right. And so I have to be like, okay, not everyone knows what a drop step is. Like, that's not a normal thing. Like right. you don't learn to walk, run, then do drop steps. Like no one, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I have to like, be like, all right, dude, you've got this experience, but their experience is completely different than yours. So, and that, I think that determines how good of a coach or an official you are is, can you take what needs to be done and translate it to who needs to hear it? Yes. Right? And I think that's what we're saying yes. right now is, all right, how can you step back and just be a, be an official, but be a human to that person, to that coach yes. And, yes. and treat them. Like if you were the coach, you just want to know, Hey, can you just help me understand that call? There's nothing yep. wrong with asking that. And then, they, and then they say it, you know, okay. Or, you know, then you can, you know what I mean? But just yep. chill for a second. Um, yep. huh, it's, yeah, it's, it's totally, that's interesting. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, all right. Well, you know what? I appreciate so much. Thank you so much for being on the show. Um, this has been great. I've got a couple ideas from you. I would like to talk with you after when we stop recording okay. here. Um, okay. There's some good stuff here. The wrestle off thing. And I want to see how we get in front of the WIAA and maybe grow our Wisconsin family. That'd be Perfect. Cool. All right. Thank yeah. you for having me. Enjoyed yeah. our, enjoyed speaking with you. Uh, let's can't wait to talk to you some more. Awesome. Hey, thanks so much. Stick around. All right. We'll do. Thanks.